Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Chad and Zay. All right, getting started with hour number three on this Wednesday. I think I've got this one. This would be Biggie, correct? That's right. Love it when you call me Big Papa? Yeah. Just Big Papa. There you go. You got it. I should have just stopped talking. (laughs) Yeah. I see that that didn't impress you near as much as, ah. yet, as yesterday when I was able when I was able to identify KRS One. That yeah. did happen. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. That was good. This is a layup. This is a layup. He's like, yeah, I threw you an easy one, and you hit it over the wall. Congrats, Biggin. Well done. <laughs> All right, so the Biggie beat getting us started this hour. Lots of stuff on the board today. Aaron Rodgers says he does intend to play for the Jets. Baker Mayfield is apparently going to be a Buccaneer on a one-year deal. Cowboys will get Stephon Gilmore in a trade. They have to give up a fifth rounder the other way. LVE, Leighton Vander Esch will be back as a Cowboy uh, and I think that covers all the big name stuff in the NFL today. And At some point today, it could be official that Ezekiel Elliott is done in Dallas, but certainly in the next couple days as business is officially started in the NFL. Business is about to start in the tournament tomorrow. Texas will start with Colgate. Let's get to that and some other stuff on the Vaqueros Cafe and Cantina Hotline. It is our weekly conversation with Chip Brown of Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast. Check out the Morning Brew article and everything they've got for you there at Horns247.com. Chip, how are you? What it do, fellas? Oh, man. Busy, busy time of year. Uh, I just retweeted uh, your your tweet about the Morning Brew today, and uh, I know you're getting into what Dylan DeSue is doing for this team right now, the improved play there. We've been talking about how the bigs looked against Kansas. Uh, Give us a sense for you where this team is going into the Colgate matchup. Do you think we'll see more of that Dylan DeSue uh, in Des Moines? I'll tell you what, he's been, you know, he was on fire during the Big 12 tournament, obviously getting named the most outstanding player, but he's he's been doing it really the last five games. Um, you know, he his average went from, uh, you know, in mid-February from 6.7 points and 3.4 rebounds to now the last five games, you know, averaging 14.5 points. Uh, six and a half rebounds. He's shooting 67%. He's shooting 60% from three uh, and 86% from the foul line. I mean, the guy's just surging with confidence. I, I you know, told this story. He came in after the TCU win, and he picked up a bottle of core hydration that was sitting there for all the, <clears throat> all the players coming into the postgame press conference. He, you know, he took a, a swig of it and, was like, wow, I really love core hydration. It, it keeps me hydrated. How about an NIL deal? <laughs> and, 
And then he came in after the Kansas game, took another swig of core hydration. He's like, hey, I was serious about that, core <laughs> hydration, if you're listening. <laughs> so the guy's just surging with confidence. And what we saw is with Timmy Allen out, you know, they ran screen and roll action with Carr and DeZue, and he just ate Kansas up. Now, they, you know, Kansas didn't have McCuller, uh, who's easily their best low post defender, but, um, you know, that, hey, Texas can't control that. All they can control is how they're going to exploit it, and, and they did. So the thing that you like about Texas, if you ask, you know, where's their mindset going into the Colgate game, um, you know, they really all finished on a high note in that Kansas game. Even Jabari Rice, who got thrown into the starting lineup without Timmy Allen and kind of struggled to get his flow the first two games against Oklahoma State and TCU, he certainly got his flow against Kansas. And Arterio Morris was sort of the unsung hero of that Big 12 tournament. He had, he had three steel breakaways by himself and you know two against TCU one against Kansas and he got limited minutes and made the most of them hit you know big shots hit a hit a three uh against Kansas when they were breaking that game open from a two-point game into a 12-point game and and they just you know Timmy Allen said it in Kansas City said we have a bond deeper than basketball with everything we've been through so you get the sense they they know they have to defend, and that's what's going to key the victory against Colgate. That's a team that if you let them get set up on offense, if, if they get into a rhythm, they're the best three-point shooting uh, field goal percentage team in the nation. You, you can't let them get into rhythm. They're going to have to chase guys off the three-point line. They're going to have to pressure the ball, force turnovers, just make Colgate uncomfortable, which they can do. And... Um, you know, Tyrese Hunter also had an unbelievable game face guarding Dewan Harris. Kansas was twenty-one and zero in games where Dewan Harris scored six points going into that uh, Big Twelve tournament final, and Tyrese Hunter and Arterio Morris sort of traded off face guarding Harris and kept him from getting to six points until it was an eighteen-point lead with two minutes left. So, you know, this team knows it can defend. It knows now that it can play through the low post uh, for offense. And, you know, they, they should be just brimming with confidence going into that game Thursday night. You know, Chip, you have a lot of national media picking them to go to the Final Four and them being a number two seed. And I love that you just talked about Dylan DeSue and the sports drinks and him showing his personality. And you, Serge Jabari Rice, he has a certain swagger about him. Timmy Allen, we know how he likes to get in the guys' faces and stuff. They carry a certain cockiness and swagger that you have to have to make a deep run. And Coach Rodney Terry allows them to be themselves. And I think that's how he gets the most of them. Yeah, I, I think Rodney Terry has just, you know, he's just pushed all the right buttons this this season with this team. Um, <clears throat> you know, you have to credit him. You don't you don't peak like this, um, like what we saw in the Big Twelve tournament without the coaches having a great game plan, having the total confidence and trust of the players in that game plan. And, and 
you know, Rodney gave them a link from a chain, each of them uh, a link from a chain going into the Big 12 tournament and said, guys, this, this needs to be, you know, everyone needs to look at this and realize their commitment to each other. Don't be the weakest link in the chain and, and our commitment to our defense. Because he said, that's how we're going to win the Big 12 tournament. And he was right. And now I would imagine he's just, you know, reinforcing that message. But he has let the guys, you know, be themselves. And, um, you know, they're playing hard for him. Uh, when he was up there cutting down the nets, even before that, even in the final seconds of the game, you know, UT fans, the UT bench were chanting RT. Um, certainly when he got up to cut, you know, his last strand of the net, um, they were ch- chanting RT, RT, and, you know, I think they really, really appreciate the way he's gone about his business and this whole coaching staff. So uh, they're a fascinating story. I, I compare them a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. I don't want to get ahead of myself. But, you know, Michigan in 1989, um, mm. they fired their coach, Bill Frieder. Steve Fisher stepped in as, you know, the interim whatever assistant coach taking over, and Michigan went on to win the national championship that year. And you know, sometimes you get players to come together when they feel like they're being doubted or they feel like, you know, let's prove everybody wrong and some, you know, some magic can happen. So we'll see. I mean, they got a tricky, tricky first weekend because you get by Colgate, you get two of the hottest teams in college basketball with A&M, who's a lot like TCU. They're long, they're physical, they're attack the basket relentlessly, get fouled, go to the free throw line more than any other team or Penn state, which can also spread the floor, shoot the three and has, you know, one of the toughest matchups in the tournament and Jalen Pickett, who, you know, gets you 18 points a game, seven assists a game and seven rebounds a game. And, you know, those, again, those teams just made it to the finals of their conference tournament. A&M finished second in the regular season in the SEC. I don't know how they're a seven seed, but um, it's it's a tricky, challenging first weekend for sure. Yep. Hey, Chip, you talk about that Michigan team and, you know, Horn fans, I don't know if y'all are superstitious or not, but both of those teams had a player with the last name Rice on it. nah And they were both pretty That's good. Right. Both teams powered by That's Rice. Right. That's right. The so, energy of Rice. Yeah. Look at that. That Michigan <laughs> yeah. team won a natty with that Rice guy yeah. lighting it up. Come on. <laughs> yeah, Glenn Rice, I think, in that tournament set the scoring record. Yeah. Um, I think it's been broken since. But, yeah, that team could not miss uh, offensively. And, you know, Texas is, is just playing with so much confidence that – you know, you, you wonder if they can, you know, get into a groove. You know, once you get past that first weekend, and then, you know, if Texas gets the Sweet 16, if the seedings play out, they would play Xavier, who has like four players averaging 14 points, and they have a seven-footer. And you're like, God, how can they do that? But, um, you know, it's, it's – and then Houston, you know. If, right. uh, if, Mar- if Marcus Sasser – uh, is is able to play. I think Houston's the best team in this tournament. Certainly the best defensive team. You talk about a team that just pressures you and hits the offensive glass. Uh, but if Marcus Sasser isn't right physically, you know, then 
you know, that door opens. So we'll see. It's going to be, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. Chip, one more from me, and it's about the other side of the bracket. How seriously are you taking Bama? They are the overall number one seed here. They've got West Virginia and Baylor from the Big 12 in their region. Uh, what do you make? I mean, obviously all that they're dealing with off the floor and everything, but boy, are they playing well right now. How seriously are you taking Bama in terms of how far can they go? Do you think they can get to – do you think they're getting to Houston, I should say? I, I do. I think they're getting to Houston. Um, I just think they, they play with so much confidence. Talk about swagger. Um, I mean, there's a couple of potential hiccups in there with San Diego State and Virginia. Um, but, you know, I, I think they get, uh, they get to Houston. I mean, I, I, do, I do like Arizona a lot, um, which is, you know, where Courtney Ramey ended up mm-hmm. um, of, all, of all places. But, you know, they looked really – they're just big, man, in their – they they can score. I don't know if their defense is good enough. Um, I don't, you know. I think Baylor's limping into the tournament. Uh, West Virginia barely got into the tournament, but um, you know, I think I think Alabama looks good. Uh, I, I see Alabama Arizona playing it out for that berth in the Final Four in the South. Chip, let's talk about winter workouts a little bit. I just saw the fresh on the 40 series that the Horns are doing with the incoming freshmen. You see Arch and Anthony Hill and C.J. Baxter talking on there about their experiences so far with the Horns. What are you hearing down there? What What's going on with those, you know, freshmen? How are they looking? How are those older guys? You know, how are they meshing together? And what's Steve Sarkeesian trying to do with uh, these guys before the spring game? Well, I'll tell you what, Steve Sarkeesian sure likes what he's seen so far. And, um, you know, he's talking about we have a deep team. Um, we're, we're solid on the offensive and defensive line. We haven't heard that around Texas in 15 years. Um, and then, you know, when you talk about the, the freshmen that they added, I know they think Anthony Hill's going to be an impact guy. Um, you know, maybe even a pass rusher on third down. The kid has sort of an instinct and a knack and a good bend coming coming off the edge. But you know, will ultimately probably be. You know, I mean, he and Leonga Lafau both. I'm hearing great things about Leonga Lafau, who's also a true middle linebacker like Anthony Hill. But they're both talented enough that they are are competing for that weak side linebacker position that was vacated by DeMarvin Overshone with Jalen Ford in the middle. But um, Jonte Cook, you know, great stuff so far uh, about Jonte Cook and his route running and his ability to get separation. And, and C.J. Baxter, the running back, um, who's just super smart, just gets it, gets the concepts, gets what they're asking him to do, is understanding the offense, uh, making the most of this spring opportunity with um, Jonathan Brooks out recovering from hernia surgery. But you know, I think it's a really good mix of, of veterans. I, I think they found gold in the portal again with Jalen Catalan and Gavin Holmes. I'm hearing you know Gavin Holmes was probably the guy to beat at that field corner position opposite of Ryan Watts. 
And they're going to be careful with Jalen Catalan after the shoulder injuries he's had. They're not going to, you know, burn him up uh, in the spring. But uh, everything, you know, they're like guys already a leader in the in the safety room with Jaron Thompson. So it just sounds like things are moving in the right direction. And and Quinn Ewers, I've heard nothing but good things about his progress, his um, taking the next step in this offense, and. And uh, Malik Murphy should be back on the field, ready to go when they come back from spring break so that, you know, he can compete with Arch Manning uh, right now to be the backup quarterback. And, and that's important. I mean, Malik Murphy needs to, he needs to make the most of these reps because he's a big, strong, talented guy. And, and uh, you know, he's been, he's been injured quite a bit his first year plus at Texas. Talking with Chip Brown, and again, 31 days till the Texas spring game. Circle it on your calendar if you haven't. April 15th at 1 o'clock is when we're going to get to see that spring game. Chip Brown, Horns247.com. Check out the flagship podcast. Check out the Longhorn Blitz podcast. This week it's podcast only. We got baseball tonight, so go check out the podcast. Wherever you get those podcasts, they've got it for you. Also, as Chip mentioned, that Morning Brew article talking to Sue and the basketball team as they get ready for the tournament. Chip, we always appreciate it man enjoy the uh, start of the tournament and we'll talk to you next week all right fellas take care thanks chip good stuff with the next time we talk to chip will we be talking about a sweet 16 matchup for texas we shall see uh also uh if you're on twitter at chip brown 247 Zay, both of our guests today referenced the line of scrimmage when we asked them about the texas longhorns you starting to think as a longhorn fan your team might be able to block and tackle in 2023. Hey, with all the guys they got coming back. At a good level? They better. Yeah. It's a huge – it's a big indicator in a lot of ways. If Steve Sarkeesian – and I admit I may have overcooked this thought before because I thought this was an interesting idea to bring him in. He had just been in Alabama. He has seen the top of the mountain of what it takes. If Steve Sarkeesian is not just blowing smoke and he likes his offensive and defensive lines – that's a massive piece of news for you Longhorn fans, if he's right. Because what you need to feel at the end of this next season is not this weird trepidation of, oh my God, are we going to be able to block and tackle in the, in the SEC? Because trust me, as somebody that roots for a team in the SEC, there's no conference that's ever been created that will point out if you can't block and tackle like that one. For sure. <laughs> it will blink right away. Yeah, and you know Sark... He puts a huge emphasis on big guys. So that could mean getting the three-star that weighs 350 and dropping some of that baby fat down and developing that player so when you when they get to mm-hmm. their junior and senior year, they're ready to go and they still have that ton of mass that Sark yeah. needs in order to be successful in the SEC. But, yeah, I'm not surprised Jay Wells or Chip broke down the line of scrimmage at all. That's what you got to do to beat these teams down. And we know with no B. John Robinson or Roshan Johnson, offensive line, they have to be better because the running back room ain't what it was last year. Yeah, yeah. if you don't have a badass O-line and D-line, you got no shot. Yeah, and those five offensive linemen that you got coming back from last year – yeah, they should be that's, ready to yeah, go. That's big time. When Look, September comes around. Really glad to hear that Sweat is developing into that guy and is going to be that next defensive lineman. He's been fun to watch. And you brought up one of the guys that I just I love. I just hope it happens, Alfred Collins. Oh, man. Because let me tell you what, Big 95, he looks 
like somebody that could turn into one of those badass SEC type defensive linemen where you just can't stop him. It's just got to happen. Yeah, it's got to happen. You don't uh, know. Is it like his motor? Is it just like when he's on the field, he's not able to go all out because he's thinking too much. He's thinking about his assignments and all of that, all of those things. Like. I I have no idea, but he just hasn't been able to put it all together like we thought he could have being the five-star kid coming out of this area. Yeah, this is the last year for Alfred, right? I think so. Last one, yeah. So he will not actually play in the SEC for Texas, but by the end of this year, does he at least give you that feeling of he could, that he could be that guy? Because every time I see him, that's what I think of is, man, that dude could be such a badass uh, if it could all come together. Lots of stuff co- coming together today on this Wednesday. Up next, March 15th, we'll tell you why it matters, including a musical birthday. I need to get Zay's thoughts on it. We've never talked about this particular musical act they've got a birthday in the band today i want to know what zay thinks of them next on the horn chad and zay Chad and Zay with you on a Wednesday. You really came into this song with okay. (laughs) (laughs) Emma? The the exclamations reminded me of Lil Jon. I don't know if it's him. Yeah, it's him. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Lil Jon, Lil Scrappy, the group Trillville. Legendary song. For so, March Madness, this makes you want to fight somebody. Yeah, it really does. It really does. I didn't know there was a little Scrappy. Oh, yeah. Scrappy? Never heard of little Scrappy. Yeah. Okay. He's a decent rapper. Atlanta guy. Is the song called You Can Never Get On My Level? No. Never ever. Never ever. Never ever. <laughs> yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, these guys were really angry when they went in the studio. Yeah. Which is good. That's yeah. what you need. That's what you need. I'm not saying there's not good happy hip hop. Just like there's not just like I would say there's not necessarily like bad or so I'm not going to say there's bad happy hip hop like there's not bad happy heavy metal. You just got to be careful. Yeah, be careful, yeah. Cuz anger helps. Yeah, this is mosh pit rap. Yeah, it really is. It really is. If you send if Eminem had walked into the studio really happy that day, it would have been very different. Yeah. Get out, M. What I Am would be a very different song. Just very, very different. That's a good track. All right. So, Little John and that crew, Marvin Gaye, Sammy Hagar, Whitney Houston, Led Zeppelin have all been a part of the show today. Zay played a biggie beat at the beginning of the hour that is so easy. I even knew what it was, and he gave me no credit for realizing it, uh, which shows the level of music snobbery we keep around here. He just stared at me like, yeah, yeah, it is biggie. Yeah. Smart ass. Now, Diddy did get that song from the Osley Brothers originally. Is that right? Yeah, that's an Osley Brothers song. Uh, okay. And he just mixed it a little bit and threw it to Biggie, and Biggie really made the classic. Yeah, good sample, though. Great good sample. Good sample. By the way, speaking of sampling and music, yesterday you played The Fuji's Killing Me Softly. I looked up the numbers on. So Roberta Flax came out like in the early 70s. Okay. 73, something like that. From what I read yesterday on Wikipedia, so it's got to be true. The Roberta Flack version went number one in, it's like three countries, five countries, six countries, something like that. 
when the Fuji's put it out, that one went number one in 20 countries. Damn. So I think in the end, the answer might be that the Fuji's version was even bigger than Roberta Flax. But both versions have been put on lists of like the greatest songs of all time. They're both given credit for pushing that song forward. Others have done it, but nobody's ever done it like those two. Like Roberta's version is legendary, and that's what the Fugees grabbed onto and then just took it to a whole nother level. Yeah. So if yeah. Roberta had Wyclef in there going, one time, <laughs> one time, then right. she wouldn't have nothing to worry about. She, but she, Lauren Hill had Wyclef. That's right. Yeah, that's right. She had the, had the Wyclef, took it, to, took it to the next level. All right. A uh, lot of basketball, obviously, on the board. If you've got your bracket ready to go, go to hornfm.com. Get your bracket in to the contest by 11 o'clock tomorrow when games tip off. And remember, we're going to be out at the Round Rock Twin Peaks location. Afternoon show with Ball Don't Lie. They'll start at 3. Extended pregame at 5.30. Texas tips at 6.25. I'm going to get out to the Round Rock location to check out the Texas game. And, yes... I'll be hanging out, rooting for that Texas-Texas A&M matchup by the end of the night. If you want to come out and watch the Aggies and Penn State. I mean, who roots for Penn State? Seriously? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Zay will tomorrow. You're going to have to root for Penn State. It's going to be tough, but yeah. I will be. Okay. You sure Sorry. now? Yes, very sure. Now, if Texas wins the game convincingly and then that game tips off, do you think there's a chance that you'll just a little voice inside of you will say, you know what? I want those Aggies. Bring it on. No. No? Because I don't want those Aggies. The Aggies are good. I don't want to see y'all. They're a blood and guts kind of team. They're a tough team. The interesting part of that game is going to be what each team would want. I think Texas would want to establish a pretty basketball game. A&M needs it to be ugly. Yeah. A&M needs it to be a bar fight. A&M needs it to be 30 free throws on both sides. They don't want Texas to have 30, but you know what I'm saying. They need lots of free throws. That's how A&M makes their hay. It's like the James Harden in Houston, that stuff, where everything felt like he had to get to the line, and that's how A&M does, that's how A&M does it. If they can't get to the free throw line a lot, they're not the same. I hate how much I love Wade Taylor. He is so tough. Yep. Like the shots that he makes, the crazy one-handed scoop shots and floaters and stuff. You could tell he's a Dallas brother. He's a good he player. He looks like it. Yep, good player. That's a tough team. We'll see if it is A&M taking on the Longhorns in that second game, or is it Penn State? And, of course, the Longhorns have to get by Colgate before you get there. Don't take anything for granted once you get into the games. you gotta got to survive that bracket. All right, let's go to Why Today Matters. It is March 15th. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get Sinus and Snoring Relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303. Or sinussnoringent.com. All right, before we get to the other stuff, a couple of sports headlines here. We just talked about Ja Morant. He gets his uh, punishment. Eight-game suspension without pay, and the league is calling it conduct detrimental to the NBA. Irresponsible, reckless, potentially very dangerous, and they gave him extra consequences because he's a big deal. And there's a lot of kids that look up to him and all that kind of stuff. So eight games without pay. Zay, they say he's he's eligible Monday against the Mavs because they'll give him games served, if you will. It'll be six games, including tonight. And then I guess between now and Monday, it gets him to six. So Monday against Dallas, he could be back. Yeah, maybe he's learned from the wilding out. 
We'll see. Yeah. I'll be interested. What is that Dallas game? Is it in Dallas or in Memphis? Uh, that is a good question. It says just says against Dallas. Okay. Same day he'll rejoin the Grizzlies in the team environment. I'm okay. guessing it's a home game. Okay. I want to see where T. Moran is. Pops. Mm. Is he still on that sideline? What's point. he doing on that sideline? Is he taking attention away from his son? But for John Moran's sake, hopefully he got everything taken care of in his counseling. He is embarrassing. It's very embarrassing for him. I know he feels that. And maybe he uses it as fuel for mm. himself moving forward this season. For everybody who said stuff about him, we just talked about Pat Beverly blaming him for music. I'd love to see that matchup. Hopefully the Bulls get Heck to play the Grizzlies yes, before please. the season's over with. But, yeah, the Grizzlies sitting on number two spot. I know Taylor Jenkins is happy about it. And they're still a team that could really make some noise and do some damage. I could see them winning the West for sure. Yeah, let's hope John Morant's got everything straightened out there. Somebody that may not have things straightened out right now is Jalen Carter. This story coming out of Athens today. Georgia has their pro day. Check this headline out, or the first sentence out. Jalen Carter was nine pounds heavier than at the Combine. Damn. And couldn't finish his position drills at Georgia's pro day. The Combine was two weeks ago. Say it says Carter didn't finish the position drills because he was cramping up and breathing heavily. Uh Uh-oh. Remember, he didn't go through all the workouts at the Combine. He just did the – remember, he shows up, he goes and deals with the stuff in Athens. He came in, did interviews, and measured, and that was it. So this was supposed to be the show-off day. Mike Tomlin's there. Coach of the the Falcons, uh, Smith, is there. Eber Flus of the Bears is there. Kirby Smart spending time with these coaches, and Jalen Carter can't finish the drills. Yo, I I understand stress eating. I've put on a few LBs during COVID myself, but you're an athlete, dog, Mm. that was potentially a number one pick, and now you have to – Hey, coach, I, coach, I got to stop. I got to relax in front of three head coaches. That's rough. Huffing and puffing. That's ain't a good look. No, that is bad. We'll see how that starts to affect mock drafts. We are still a good 43 days away from the draft. There's a lot of time for things to change and shake up. And, wow, if you are the agent for Will Anderson, things just changed again. Yeah. That is big-time news for the Alabama stud um, linebacker, Will Anderson. Yo, come on, Jalen Carter. In through your nose, out through your mouth, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro. Put the donuts down, man. I was going to say, it sounds like the in through the mouth problem. That's the problem. It's the donuts and other things maybe going into the mouth. That's the issue. You're being the best shape of your life this time of year. Okay, so what would the joke be? The joke would be apparently he didn't just like to race people in cars. He was driving to the... Racing to the drive-thru. Something like that. There's a, y'all work it out. Y'all work that out. Yeah, Bama fans, they're working on work stuff. Work that out on your own, yeah. All right, a couple other quick things, Zay. The birthday I want to talk to you about is Will I Am. He is 48 years old today. Oh, man. He is part of the Black Eyed Peas. We've never discussed the Black Eyed Peas. Give me your thoughts. Um, Black Eyed Peas. Let's look at it like this. 2011 Mavs team that won it all. Fergie's Dirk. And the rest of them are the rest. <laughs> That's how I look at it. Will I am is Jason Terry? So no, <laughs> not even. He'll be Jason Kidd. No, he's Kidd. He'll okay. be Jason Kidd. You know, he will distribute the ball, but he's washed. That and makes that other dude Tyson Chandler? Yeah. Yeah, that could be the other guys. I know they're successful. I know they do well. But if Fergie wasn't a part of that crew with them lady lumps, 
then what would they be, Chad? Interesting. Interesting. Maybe just the P. It's a weird, it's a weird, weird group because there's a lot of catchy stuff there, but it kind of it kind of goes back. It sort of fits between the cracks of certain styles because I still don't know what they are exactly. Yeah. Right. Pop. You know. I just don't know. That may be the best line that they ever had on The Office past Michael Scott was when they gave James Spader that line about Black Eyed Peas, where he said they're a rock band for people who don't like rock, a rap band for people who don't like rap, and a da- and, was it a, and a pop band for people who don't like pop or that's something good, like that. That's good, yeah. Yeah, and I thought, that's a great way to describe it, because yeah. they're not exactly any of those things. Yo, Fergie, she did her solo thing. Fergalicious is still a classic. Hey, yeah. She found her She found her spot. Yeah. if I, They couldn't be anything without Fergie Fur. Mm, interesting. Okay. There you go. I'm glad I asked. Will I am 48 years old. And from this old man, go ahead and capitalize some letters if you want. Like, come on. All lowercase letters and the dots in between. Come on, man. What are we doing? We got, you know. Well, that is weird. I, I'm not into that. I'm not into that on song titles. Artist names, the spacing. Oh, man, the spacing. Did you see that? I put all the letters together. Yeah, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Can I move on? Can we get on to track four? <laughs> really? What are we doing? Come on, Will. All right. Happy birthday to Will. I am today. Also, happy birthday to a Corpus Christi girl named Eva Longoria. She is 48 years old today as well. So Will, I am and Eva Longoria are exactly the same age if y'all need either one of them. Same age, exactly. Yeah, Tony Parker might not get in the Hall of Fame for fumbling that bag. That's a terrible, terrible. That's the worst turnover ever. That's <laughs> mean. Horrible what? turnover. Hor- horrible. Like you got Prime Eva, Desperate Housewives, doing it big. You mess that up. You mess that That's up. Awful. You play for the Spurs. Like she's home. This is her dream. She's home. Yes, right. She loves you. She's- You're friend. You're exotic. She's black. Wee wee. You have that accent. She's black and silver to the core her whole life, and he messed it up. He messed it all up. That's terrible. That's so For terrible. For who? That's terrible. Barry's ex-wife? Right. Teammate's, ex- teammate's wife at the time. I understand there's that old theory about no matter how hot she is and whoever she is or he is, somebody's tired of dealing with. I get that theory. Eva Longoria? It's tough. It's tough to get that. <sighs> Eva might. It's oh, tough. Man, I think I could deal with a lot. Yeah. Tony, come, come on. on. Let's go, Tony. Like, if I'm if I'm Greg Popovich, like, we're having some serious conversations. <laughs> like, that's 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 like David Stern, John Morant stuff. Like, you counseling. Conduct, you might need counseling. Conduct detrimental yeah, to the you, Spurs. <laughs> to the Spurs, <laughs> to the league. Like, what are you doing, Tony? Come on, man. All right, happy birthday to those folks. Stems and seeds coming right up. It's been a wild, crazy day. We'll catch you up next on The Horn. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Four, three, two, uno. Chad and Zay. Listen up, y'all, cause this is it. The beat that I'm banging is delicious. Fergalicious.
definition make them boys go loco they want my treasures so they get their pleasures from my boat so you can see me you can't squeeze me i'm uh particularly proud of myself today because if i hadn't mentioned will i am's birthday zay might not have played fergie but now we get to hear some fergie fergilicious fergilicious sorry by fergie I love Fergie. Fergie and I have had a long-term relationship, Zay. I was, I'm basically the same age as she is, so I saw her on Kids Incorporated when she was, I don't know, 10. Really? Whatever it was, however, she, I don't know what she was, 10, 12. She and I are right at the same age. Little blonde girl on Kids Incorporated. She, they gave her, you know, solos back then. You could tell she had a voice. And then years and years later, I'm like, wait a minute. Is that? Hold on. Yeah. yeah. She's something. I was never a big Black Eyed Peas fan. I have always been a big Fergie Oh, fan. yeah. There's a difference. <laughs> there is a difference. I've always been a big Fergie fan. Very catchy. Yeah, I'm that guy at the Black Eyed Peas concert that says, when the Fergie stuff coming on? Play Fergie's album. Play the solo stuff. <laughs> Lady Lumps! Does that happen? Like, if you go to a Kiss concert, do they get into their individual stuff? Even though, Ooh, Not now, no. Not now? What do you mean, not now? No. I don't know. But if one of them had a decent solo album, or a decent solo song if you on go, the album. If you go to a Kiss show on this farewell, if you go to the farewell show on October 29th at the Moody Center, if you hear one track from any of those four albums, something's gone really wrong. I mean, seriously, not one. I mean, not one. But if you go to a Wu-Tang concert, they're going to break out the only built for Cuban links and some of Jizz's stuff. Yeah. Like, they'll go into the individual catalog. Right, but now I've listened to enough to know why, because those records are good. Even us KISS fans will tell you those solo records aren't great. Come on. <laughs> no, you can't do it. I'm sorry. Oh. You can't. <laughs> you could. No, no. I no. know diehards. Dig it. No, the most you do is if Ace Fraley was still with the band, which he's not, you'd let him play like 12 seconds of one of those fractured guitar solos. And I think that's on his solo record. Damn. Other than that, not a chance. Not a <laughs> chance. If Gene sings two words of living in sin, they should tackle him to the ground. Are you kidding me? Or what's that Paul song, Tonight You Belong to Me, or whatever that is? No. That sounds no. fire. No. No. That's what people want to hear. No. I know what you mean by fire, and that's not what it is. Not what it is. Even their egos might admit that's not their best stuff. All right. No Here sticks, we go. No seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations. 255-8678 or go to avconsultations.com. Baseball tonight against North Dakota State at 630. So no flex, no Longhorn Blitz, no fight night, and no sports guys talking wrestling on air tonight. All podcast only, though. Go get them where you get your podcasts. Our podcast page has that flex, uh, a flex edition they did last night, uh, wrapping up the 2023 basketball season. So check that out. We mentioned Ja Morant gets his punishment. It is six games, excuse me, it is eight games total without pay. And then he may be back next week. Jalen Carter adds weight but can't finish the drills at Georgia's Pro Day. And Cowboys fans, it's official. The Cowboys have released Ezekiel Elliott. The 21 era is over, Zay. I'm a little sad today, but I guess it needs to happen. And at the 26th pick of the 2023 NFL Draft, Dallas Cowboys select out of the University of Texas, 
Bijan Robinson. Oh, that'd be fantastic. That would be fantastic. Once we get to 26, how will the draft roll out? What will it feel like at that point? And will that be the move the Cowboys need to make? Longhorn fans that are also Cowboys fans, how much would your heart break if he's staring at you at 26 and Jerry does something else? How heartbroken would you be? Yo, Eagles need a corner now. Yeah. Darius Slay, yeah. cut his ass. We hadn't mentioned that. They released Darius just Slay. cut his ass. Five-time Pro Bowl. Just went to the Super Bowl with him. That dude, Gone. I, I'm just going to predict by now. Forget about by tomorrow's show. He'll have a new team by tonight. <laughs> if he's got a decent agent, he'll have a new team by 10 o'clock our time tonight. Yeah. That dude's way too good just to be floating out there. Are you kidding me? Darius Slay? Good grief. Cowboys get Stephon Gilmore coming up. Ball don't lie. Rod and Harge. Harge is back. His reaction to all the Cowboys stuff. Rod's thoughts on it. And they'll get you ready for Texas basketball tomorrow. And they've got Texas baseball for you tonight at 630. We'll be back for a Thursday show tomorrow. A lot of good tournament stuff coming up. So come on back. Keep it right here. See ya.